Hello and welcome to another episode of The Marketing Trust. I'm your host, Adam Buchanan. This is episode 36. Joining me is Greg Trimble. He is the founder of Lemonade Stand, which is a digital marketing agency. And I'm really excited to bring him on to the show on this episode because I think he uh, has a lot of great expertise, especially around content marketing, building trust, and just all around really strong background. Greg, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, a long time coming actually for me just because I, uh, you know, I've followed you for a long time now, kind of watched what you've been up to. And this is just this really great kind of comes full circle for me. So excited to dive in before we uh, really get going here. I'd love to hear your background and what you're working on now. It sounds like you're at a digital agency you started uh, called Lemonade Stand. Yeah, yeah. So um started a I started a tech company in college, um, just got obsessed with SEO and, and online marketing and then sold that three years later and kind of used, used that uh, as a launch pad for starting Lemonade Stand. And, um, you know, it's, it's really funny. When I, was, when I was starting Lemonade Stand, we sort of patterned it after a... Um, an agency called Orange Soda. Maybe you're familiar with them. Oh yeah, Orange Soda. If anyone's listening and you know Orange Soda, come on, throw me and Greg a little LinkedIn mention or something because I totally yeah. remember Orange Soda for sure. Yeah. So f- funny story. Um, you know, we started. We started. We were based in Cal- in Southern California. Uh, went at that for a while really we just loved orange soda i didn't know any of the founders didn't um you know we just we just loved their brand love loved how they did it um and didn't think much of it but when we opened another location in utah and and moved up here um i had a chance meeting with a guy named derek miner who was one of the founders of orange soda i didn't know who he was at the time when i met him i just the guy that introduced us at breakfast said, Hey, this is, this is Derek founder of, you know, one of the founders of orange soda. I was like, wow, no way. Like (laughs) that's uh, you know, that's, that's coincidence because we, we, we sort of modeled our company after everything that you guys did, the culture you built. And, and um, so, you know, about a year and a half later, he's, he's uh, Derek actually joined us as uh, one of the partners here. And so, you know, I've, I've been, I'm just sharing that right now just because it's, it's happened so recently and that's been really exciting to watch somebody with that kind of knowledge and expertise and goodness and, and just to see him operate has been a, a really cool thing in our company as of, as of late. So, yeah, well, I mean, just background on the company, full service digital marketing, um, one of the products we developed and that might relate to your podcast in trust is um, a product called Yala. And we have been working on that for probably the past five years or so. And um, 
we tried to do like a agnostic, you know, we're going to compete with Asana and Trello and Basecamp and all those guys. And we got a lot of feedback and we realized that um, that's not the way to go. And so we, we did, we took all that feedback and we did a pivot and we, we built a tool that's 100% focused on marketing teams, agencies, and creatives. So that's really, that's really what we're doing right now. And we're really excited about that because we can really speak the language of trust. We, we know what an agency is going through. We know what marketing teams and creatives are going through. And so we, we really have narrowed down. So we're not trying to focus on anybody else in the yeah. world with the <laughs> management collaboration platform, only marketing teams and creatives. If you have some team management pains and you're listening to this, go to Lemonade Stand and down at the bottom, it has a link to Yala or you can just go to Yala. Yala.team. It's actually Yala.team. We just oh, launched. Yala. Team. Yeah, we just launched version two. So there's some, you know, you'll find some things online that are pointed to version one. That'll take you to version two. Kind of like Basecamp did when they. Updates um, are happening by they, the second. Exactly. Right? Click quickly. So, I, I'm yeah. just peeking at it now and it just looks incredible. I think we've all been through Trello and Asana and oh my gosh. Basecamp and Slack Base and Harvest. Oh, and Slack. Pay, ah. pay, pay for 10 different tools <laughs> and hook them all together and all that stuff. And so we tried to build this tool for especially remote agencies, remote teams that are working all over the place. And, and uh, it's, it's a tool that we're really, really excited about and hoping that we can get a lot of marketing teams and create, if you're listening and, and you want to test it out, we'll even give you a promo code um, that you can, that you can test all that stuff out and use it for free if you'd like. So that's awesome. Give, give uh, Greg a LinkedIn invite, drop him a note and get in touch. We'll, we'll, we'll share contact information in the show notes. This looks great though. And I love that you've niched in actual digital agencies because I feel like a lot of these tools out there are built for, they're built for everyone. Right. And and we had that same thought. We thought, Oh man, that's a huge, there's the tool could be used by anybody. And we realized that the only people in our version one launch that, that actually stayed and paid and, 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 and used the tool and got engaged with it were marketing teams and creatives were like, duh. Yeah. We're a marketing agency that built it. So, <laughs> you know, every single feature, every single upgrade, every single, you know, bell and whistle that we built into it was built for ourselves as we sort of scratch our own itch. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, we learned the hard way. Yeah. I commend <laughs> you for that. And I uh, love what you built. That's great. So yeah, for those listening, especially right now, everyone's really remote and that, that might've shaken up business a little bit. And I think people are still, even feeling that transition. So no, that's yeah. great. Thanks for that background. Yeah, totally. So make sure to check out Yala. That uh, could be worth checking out and appreciate the, the free trial offer. Yeah. So want to step back to even in the past of your blog, you have a long history of blogging and content creation. How do you feel like that has built trust with your audience, your community, and even going forward? What kind of skills do you lean on as you help your clients at Lemonade Stand? Yeah. So if there's one lesson I've learned with, with my blog, and, and I've started multiple blogs over the years, multiple business blogs, things were like, Oh, this is, I'm going to do this and try to get traffic and get business that way. And, and um, one thing that I've learned is at least for me, and I know there's people that are much better than me out there at this. Um, 
but at least for me, the only way I ever got any traction was when I didn't try to get traction. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, it makes but, absolute um, sense. That's a great I, point. I, uh, I started my blog. I still remember the day. It was March 10th of 2014. I don't know why I remember that, but I always do. I was sitting around, just built the most simple little blog in WordPress. And I just, I wrote my genuine and sincere thoughts. And, and I, I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to like plug different things or, or, you know, try to sell or anything like that. I just, I just was as genuine and as vulnerable as I could be about the things that I had studied or, or had gained knowledge on. And I put that out there with no expectations, no, no thoughts that it would end up reaching, you know, 10 million plus people, you know? Um, and, and it, it just started getting shared and I really didn't understand why. And even to this day, when I, when I post something that, that I think will, will reach a lot of people, it reaches nobody. And then the things I don't think will reach anybody, <laughs> I, I look at, I'll look at my Google analytics and whoa, there's 4,000 concurrent users for the next 12 hours. So, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Why There's do you a book- think that is though? Because I, I think as marketers, we're, we're always trying to like find that thing and brands hire us to figure out what is that thing? What is that perfect cocktail, that perfect formula? Why do you think it is that it's so, un, you know, unsuspecting? Is, is there any thoughts on that? I don't know, but I will share with you one of the, one of the books that's influenced me the most in that genre is a book called Contagious by Jonah Berger. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Berger, Berger, Jonah Berger. Um, But, you know, that, that book kind of, kind of outlines why some of those things are and why you can't guess what those things are, but it kind of gives a little recipe as to maybe the why behind some of those things. Mm -hmm. I have some ideas, but I don't, I don't know how, how far you want to go in there. Maybe (laughs) that's like a blog post for the future, but I do know that there are some underlying um, and it relates to your podcast, relates to the name of your podcast, which is trust. Um, people, if they don't feel like they can trust what you're saying, um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't resonate with them. They won't get through it. They won't read it. They won't share it. Um, there's some, there's some definite, um, emotional factors that goes on within somebody, um, to get them to actually want to share it. And that's really where you get, where you get exposures when, when, organic reach takes place if you have to pay in order to get people to share all your stuff um you know usually that it'll fizzle out really fast but yeah trust truly can save you money yeah i love that you connected that because i think why a lot of your content does so well is it's based off of honesty you're being open you're being real you know you're looking to your left to your right and saying hey we're all dealing with this right? We're we're dealing with this challenge. Here's what I've done to overcome it. I'm going to be very real with you right now. You know, I love that. And then also there's some closeness that I think people feel, even just looking at your blog now, if you haven't seen Greg's blog, it's gregtremble.com. Take a look and and kind of go down the rabbit hole there. But I feel a closeness. I feel that proximity level where it's not so perfectly polished. You don't have some big flashy thing of, buy this now and sign up for that. I mean, it's just very like, Hey, be here. And I think that's where brands really miss it too, is they try so hard at that first impression of, 
well, they're here. We got to get them to buy. We got to get them to do something. It's like, no, just like choose your own adventure and go down that path. So I think there's a few things playing there. And, um, but yeah. definitely contagious is a great read. Uh, Jonah Berger, I've seen some of the work there and a lot to unpack there. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, sharing expertise. That's uh, one of the big pillars with, with Marketing Trust. What are you recommending your brands on how they explain their expertise, how they share their expertise to build trust and, and grow their sales right now? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's kind of the same, the same concept. And I'll just give a, I'll give a quick example. Um, one of the, and maybe this can be an example for, for, for how we treat each of our clients. Um, we have a client by the name of Waysafe. Um, it's, it's run by a guy named Brandon Doman that a lot of people in Utah probably know. He's a quarterback at BYU, played for the 49ers, um, started by him and, uh, his brother Bryce and, and, uh, another, one of their partners as well, an engineer. And they started a, they started a, a towing hitch and, um, that, that hitch, they've got a patent on it. It's got a, a little measuring. I mean, it's got a little, um, gauge inside the hitch and, and they've built their entire, I mean, it's not often as a marketing guy that you get to see a company from the inception to watching it just explode. A lot of times you're brought in, uh, you know, midstream or you're brought in a little bit later. Um, or maybe you're, you're there at the beginning, but then they feel like they outgrow you and then they have to go, you know, hire a big New York firm or something like that. But I've been able to actually, they've become very good friends of mine. And so I've been able to see them, grow organically from the beginning and I can tell you that one of the decisions that they made they had a great product they have a great company a great team great leadership um, but what they hadn't done is they hadn't uh, started to tell their story and 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 the reason for their existence and what makes them different um, from their competitors I mean, they were an underdog. There's competitors out there that are, that are massive, just massive companies. So they came in as an underdog um, with a great product. And what they've done now is they've built a, a huge audience by, by the concept of trust. They've built this gauge into their hitch or into their, into their, um, into their products that says, look, if you're going to go and tow a trailer or a boat or whatever, you need to be safe about it. Um, and then they create contact or, or content around that concept of ensuring that both the people that bought the hitch are safe or are doing all that they can to be safe by understanding their tongue weight and all that they're doing when they're towing. And then they're also talking about keeping the other people on the road safe. So it's really a message that everybody can buy into. You, nobody wants to be behind a trailer that, you know, that starts to sway and starts oh, to, you know, you're like, what? And you, have, and you have no control. You're just you like, have no control. Uh, 
Well, especially here in Utah, we have what's called I-15 or Indy 15. Yeah. Um, which is just <laughs> Indy 15. Indy yep. 15. And I'll tell you, I was driving home one day. It was one of my last few days of my commute uh, working corporate. I've worked from home now for about three or four years. Yeah. And this lifetime table, if you don't know what a lifetime table is, it's a super lightweight plastic table you can buy at Home Depot. And full legs open flips out of a truck the wind caught it <laughs> did like two gainers into the air and landed right in front of me like yeah. legs down everything's out and i'm like oh my gosh and and thankfully i, I don't think it was it didn't cause too much of a problem and a lot of people were able to get around it really yeah. freaked me out and i know that doesn't have to do with towing per se but there it's so true i mean that little table flipping out affects hundreds if yeah. not thousands of people's lives that day of being late, crashes, yeah. other things. The, the towing thing freaks me out, man. And I'll tell you, I, I come from, uh, I didn't grow up knowing how to tow. You know, I, I didn't go through that education. I didn't, my dad didn't pull me aside and explain tongue weight and all these things. I drove a Subaru uh, up until, about, <laughs> you know, eight years ago. I got my yeah. first truck and then I've been an F-150 guy for four or five years now. I'll tell you, man, it is not just plug and play. It's not just, oh, you know, throw it on. And, and I don't mean to, to divert here, but I, I really think it's actually important because I feel certainly passionate about it. We tow a vintage trailer around. We renovated it and love the thing. And it's awesome. It's a little scary, though, because it's old. It's 60 years old. And, and I'm just looking at the, you got to check this out. If you're into towing, check out WaySafe. And it's W-E- I-G-H, as if you were to weigh something, or just Google it because Greg's team is crushing the SEO. Um, don't click on the ads though. Don't make them pay for that. Uh, <laughs> take, take a look at this if you're towing stuff. It's got this built-in gauge. Uh, and, and again, this, this really hits home for me because as I move my four-wheeler back and forth on the trailer trying to find the sweet spot, I don't know what it is. Exactly. I have no clue. Nobody does. And sometimes you don't know until you're on the road. It, you know, just, just putting your boat on there. Like people think, oh, I'm going to stack my, you know, I'm going to evenly stack my coolers and all this weight. And yeah. then they, they don't realize that their, that their tongue weight exceeds what they're actually, what their, what their towing vehicle is actually able to pull. And I, I mean, we, you could have Brandon or, or Bryce get on and talk about way safe someday. And I'm sure they would appreciate it. But at the end of the day, what, as it pertains to marketing, what's super interesting is that as they began to tell this story about safety, they have doubled down on the content and their traffic. It's, it's not the, the content that they're producing is not like, Hey, buy me, buy here, here, mm -hmm. click, click here. But it, they're, they're, they're truly investing in content that is going to make the public safer. And is going to make their the the customers that buy from them safer, and and they're educating them, and they've created something that other towing companies aren't going to do. They've created an actual, um, you know, iOS and Android app so that people can go through a checklist in order. Jeez. So at every corner, every single thing that they're doing, the content they're producing, the 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 products that they're creating, the technology that they're inventing. Um, every single piece of it is part of a story in which they're conveying trust to every single person that buys their product and not just them, but every single person that's on the road, you're hoping that 
the boat or the trailer that's in front of you is is on the back of a way safe hitch wow. because you're going to know that they're able to see on their gauge that they're not being safe and then they can rearrange um, their cargo and and kind of look at what they're doing to say man i'm i'm way out of range or i need to do this or do that and so they thing i just, just want to point out on the yeah. honesty side is I, I'm digging around their website and I did this with Hello CBD. This is my close friend Matt Singley a few episodes ago. We we talked about a few things he was doing on his website. There's one thing that you should pass along to their team is if you click under dealers, me as a consumer, we always want to find how do I buy this? You know, someone carry it down the street, is camping world got it, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. we go down and we're like, all right, where do I buy this thing? Now, one thing that's really interesting, and I've never seen someone do this is they say dealers, dealer locator, become a dealer, and then unauthorized dealers. Wow. I, I've never seen someone be so open and say, listen, here are people who we do not partner with. They are not authorized if you're seeing <laughs> this. I mean, talk about getting that out in the open because yeah. I've seen this before, especially I worked with Hydroflask. Uh, for quite a while and they had a lot of counterfeit issues a lot of people stealing cards and pretending that they're going to sell you a, an authentic hydroflask it was a yeah. huge issue and getting ahead of that is what WaySafe has done here and so that really tells the consumer hey we're not sleeping on the job we're, we're paying attention we know there's fraud out there and this is how we're getting ahead of it it's just a simple page i i absolutely love that yeah yeah so that you know that's that's been a you know, to go back to your original question, that's, that's been something that, that we really, and I guess that kind of relates to, to just how I think as far as my blog goes and all that stuff is like, find, find a way to help your target audience. Just, and I know that's been said by marketer after marketer over the years. Um, it's becoming more and more popular, of course, but just be vulnerable, be honest, and just try to find a way to, to add value to the customer and don't ask how you can sell them first mm -hmm. just ask how you can help them like how can i make your life better and eventually a word will, will spread and they won't they may not even know exactly what product or service you're selling they'll just say i just trust you and you've helped me so what what are you selling what yeah <laughs> what can i buy from you yeah. because because i just love what you've done so that's, that's really right been there. that's really been the approach of of you know of our company and our team and everything that we do that's a great example of expertise Thank, thanks for sharing that as we kind of wind down here one one thing i want to ask you is what's been one of your favorite projects or campaigns that you've worked on at lemonade stand and how has that been tying back to building trust i love the way safe example but are there any others that come to mind yeah i mean there's there's been a lot of a lot of projects that we've really enjoyed. Um, I'll just give you, I'm just, I just would love to go back to Yala because it's near and dear to my heart and I've seen the whole thing unwind. Um, but just, uh, you know, we started very, um, almost, uh, almost arrogantly greedy, I would say, <laughs> that we said, oh, our product can be built for the entire world, you know, and we, we got, we got smacked around a bit and reality, reality checked and chin checked and checked everywhere you can. And, um, we've spent a lot of time, a lot of money, um, 
really trying to figure out really, really with sort of an internal struggle on, um, Hey, there's this huge market with tons of people. And should we try to speak to all of them? Um, and then realizing, you know, four or five years later that like, why are you ignoring the people who love you the most? I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to get all like philosophical and I know this is a marketing oh, podcast, do. but, but it's kind of a, like the <laughs> same thing with your family, right? Yeah. You know, so many people spend so much of their life. Uh, there's this quote that I love. Um, it says how carefully most men creep into nameless graves while now and again, one or two forget themselves into immortality. It's by Philip Brooks. Um, and I think, you know, the same thing happens with like our families, like people, they spend so much time trying to politic and, and, and impress people that, that they really shouldn't be trying to impress. And meanwhile, they got their family or their wife or their husband or their kids or their extended family that they've neglected because they're so busy trying to impress the wrong people. And it's totally related to business. It's totally related to trust. Like get your priorities straight. Um, and with Yala, it's been that. It's like we have this audience and they're clamoring and they're asking us like, can you please help us? Can you please build this feature? Can you? And we're like, no, because we're going to build a feature for a manufacturing company. And we know nothing about manufacturing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry i get kind of passionate about it because it's just so yeah. true and it really guides everything that i've learned over the years and everything that i do um and this this lesson with yala we just learned it's like look at these are paying customers people that want to learn and they're in they all happen to be in one niche why would we ever ignore them so we just figured let's double down we'll go 100 percent focused on that niche and and dedicate our, our business to them. I see this in terms of influencer marketing a lot of times where companies are like, yeah, we have these customers and we want to go get more customers. So let's develop relationships with people we have no relationship with who have these <laughs> exactly. massive followings. Exactly. And and let's send them free product and you know, let's oh man, it is bonkers. And me coming from the betray the trust. You yeah, I mean the trust of like, the people that matter most. Totally. And it, it is, it's kind of a betrayal. And it's like, gosh, you have these people who have an average of 255 Facebook friends, which isn't a lot, but who cares? Uh -huh. But they are going to go to bat for you 10 times over versus these influencers who are like, listen, I'm a rotating billboard. Uh -huh. I don't really care. Once I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Yep. And so I love that you talked about the, the existing people, the people who are like, dude, we're... <laughs> we're here for you. Just use us. We want to buy yeah. from you. We want to work with you. I, I, one thing you and did double down on, on it yeah. and build a community and build trust in that community. That's so great. Uh, one thing you did touch on where it's spending time and trying to impress others that don't matter. I don't talk about this a whole lot and I, I but I will today because I, I feel like it is important as we kind of peel back the surface a little bit. I really wanted to get into public speaking. That was uh, an important thing for me. And I just don't know why, but I felt like it was what everyone was doing. And, and so for about a year, I really went all in. I, I traveled a lot. I spoke a lot. And I'll tell you, the relationship with my wife was a challenge. 
and it kind of crumbled a little bit. And I have young children. Yeah. I may come back to that at a later time in my life, but right now I don't really need to be on the road. I don't need to be speaking. I don't need to be doing that right now. And every time, every once in a while, I get an opportunity. And if it makes sense, I, I always give that gut check of, is this good for our family? Not, is it good for my checkbook or yep. my prowess, you know? And I'll just tell you, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I, I want to do this and whatever, really ask yourself, is it good for me? Is it good for my family? Not so much, is this going to make me, like you said at the very beginning of, I'm going to write a blog post that I think is going to be important. And then it's not. Yeah. I just feel like it goes back to that. So thank you for sharing that because that, that does hit home to me. And maybe try to find a way to, to bring them both together. You know, I had the same thing where I was, I was going around the country speaking and I, I ended up just bringing my family with me and making, nice. it, making that part of it. Um, also, you know, blogging takes a lot of time. So I haven't been writing on my personal blog as much, but my kids are really into music. So I've kind of, I've sort of morphed my time in blogging to try to blog about uplifting and good things that I care about. And I've sort of thrust myself into their music with the same sort of genre and, and um, you know, and support that I could give them so that we kind of do that as a family so that you can kind of, kind of mesh together the things that you're passionate about and the, and the people that matter most to you. That's great. I, if you follow me on Facebook, you've probably seen uh, that we just bought a motorhome. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Awesome. So well, I didn't see your motorhome. I saw your trader. Did you so get we, a different? You got a motorhome. So we have the vintage trailer. It's okay. love it. We renovated it from head to toe, and we're selling that. Um, like tears, I'm I'm wiping tears off my face. <laughs> um, we we love that thing, and we just really took it from Breaking Bad to Breakfast at Tiffany's is the way I like to say it. Uh, awesome. It's just a complete renovation, but we pulled the trigger on a motor home. It's all in one. We, we can all kind of be together. And so if I do the speaking thing, I'll, I'll mention that to my wife. Like, Hey, let's go on a little tour. I've got a few yeah. gigs across the country. I love that. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a great idea. Well, we are wrapping up here and it is that time. My favorite time, my favorite segment of every episode of when I interview somebody is a little game I like to call name that handle. That means you are going to guess who I am thinking of by giving you one word clues and it's their social handle. In this case, it's gonna be someone you are connected with on LinkedIn. Greg, are you ready to play name that handle? Um, I hope I don't fail miserably. <laughs> oh, you'll be great. You'll be great. <laughs> Everyone's been getting it in like one or two guesses lately and I try to have certain rules and parameters of how I do this game. Really, it's just an opportunity. The, 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 here's the thing. The story behind Name the Handle, for those listening, wondering why the heck I do this every time, gives a chance for me and the guests to talk about someone that we both know and just talk about the great work that they're doing and, and just kind of you know, give a nod to others. So that's the reason for Name That Handle, not to make you uncomfortable, even though that's a fun little byproduct. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with the first clue. Aloha. 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 I don't know if I should say that. Aloha. Uh, I would, I would say either. I would say either Corey Blake or Richie Norton. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, 
Why would you say aloha? <laughs> Let's get another clue. All right. All right. Smile. Smile. I have to go with Richie Norton on that. Yeah. I got never, I got never stopped smiling. He never stopped smiling. I love Richie Norton. He's got a great smile and you look at any photo he's posted. It's, man, he just, there's so much positivity that comes out of that. How do you know Richie? Where, Where do you guys go back? I don't really know Richie. It's, it's kind of the same thing with all social media. Um, I only know him from his posts. We've had a few uh, direct messages back and forth. I think I was asking him about how he likes living in Hawaii because I grew up in SoCal surfing all the time. And nice. I've always wanted to live in Hawaii. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I just, I just know him from – I mean, he, he's all over social media. I don't, I don't even know how he has enough, has enough bandwidth to post as much as he does. And His thumbs he, must – be like muscular right yeah yeah but he's all he's always posting stuff that's of that's of good value and i think he embodies that um you know that that same thing that we've talked about the whole time which is just being completely vulnerable and open with your life and then finding ways to add value to try to help people um you know in in their various circumstances and one size doesn't always fit all you know he's he's definitely um, sort of built his own niche audience of, of people that, that he speaks to. And, um, but like you say, he's definitely, he's always positive, you know, always smiling and having fun. And I know he's, I know he's well liked by a lot of people. So. Richie's a yeah good friend of mine. I uh, met him, gosh, way back at this uh, LDS conference uh, where Stephen Covey spoke and Richie actually got up and spoke and talked about this new book he was writing called The Power of Starting Something Stupid. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, great book. And so I met him there. And then many years later, we reconnected. I hired him as a business coach and now consider him a a great friend. And we we talk here and there. One thing I love that he does, he works with the product. Product. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I've been following that. All those tiny homes. The um, tiny homes. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. So he's always up to something good. Uh, make sure to check out what Richie's doing. Tell, tell me about, if you have two minutes, tell me about um, that. Cause I've always wondered what, what that's like. Um, you know, you said you hired him as a business coach or a, sure. you say a business coach, a life coach, whatever that is. What does that look like? How does that go? I, I'm always curious when I see that, like, yeah, how I, does that work? The, the best way I can explain it was I was fly fishing on the river the other day, a very tight creek up here in northern Utah. And you look above and there's a power line that hangs really low across the river and there's string hanging off that power line. So when you're fly fishing, you know, you're, you're flinging your rod left and right and trying to cast and there's string all over this power line where it looks like fishermen have, you know, launch their line over the power line, then it gets stuck and they have to clip it, which is super annoying. So if you're fly fishing, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. As I was sitting there fly fishing, I'm like, this is so cool because it reminds me of why I hired Richie as business coach. Because here I'm on this river, I'm trying to catch fish. That's the whole goal. And I see all these line everywhere. And I think, you know, that to me is what a business coach is. It's someone who's gone before you and that can say, listen, up ahead, there's a power line 
and so many people have made this mistake before, don't make the same mistake. You have to cast your rod like this. And that is the best way I can summarize that in an analogy of you, you know, pay a substantial investment. And with, with Richie, I'll be honest, it wasn't cheap. And I tell you though, I made that money back within probably two to three months. It just accelerated who I was as a business person, how I can share my services and products. And he just has this really incredible framework that he coaches people on. And so I really, uh, I really owe a lot of my foundational business skills to, to Richie and building my clientele, uh, truthfully. I don't, I don't think I would have been able to go this long if I hadn't have started off on the right foot. And so that to me is what it was like hiring a coach is being able to be, have someone else look ahead for you and say, listen, you, you got to do it like this. You have to do it like that. Because honestly, we can YouTube our way through life. We can try to Google our way through business, but a coach truly has that insight and, uh, you know, knowledge that yeah. we need. So is it sort of like a one-on-one -on -one type deal or is it sort of like a course that you buy or is it, or is it a very, is a very um, intimate, you know, back and forth phone calls, meetings, uh, him sort of helping you shape the future yeah. of what you're trying to accomplish or is it just like, you know, he's got sort of like a standard, um, I don't want to, I don't want to give away all Richie's secrets, but no. I've just always been yeah. curious about how that stuff works. Uh, for me, it was back in 2017. It was very intimate. It was, um, I hope Richie listens to this. It was so intimate because we joke all the time. <laughs> we were like bromance brothers now. Um, no, but we, we got on the phone a few, a few times a week uh, for a few weeks. He's altered his product now and I think it's changed. So it's kind of a, he does offer a few different things now. So some of it was, it was kind of a, you know, phone calls one-to-one -one with um, a course that you follow. And I loved that structure. I love what he did. I think he does some group stuff. I think he does standalone courses and he's kind of expanded uh, upon that. There's one guy I do want to shout out though is Sean Van Dyke. He is a construction consultant. So he's kind of what I do in social media, but he does it for the construction industry. And Sean is incredible. We, we were coached at the same time by Richie and he's gone off and just done incredible work and, and great things. And, um, and awesome. so I, yeah, shout out to Sean Van Dyke, just an incredible individual. But yeah, Richie's great, richienorton.com. Have a look at what he's up to. And one thing I love that he says is, if you just follow my videos that I share online, you could actually make lots of money. Because <laughs> <laughs> he really does give a lot of information out for free. So love. Yeah, and he's got a podcast now too, right? Yeah, he does. Absolutely. So awesome. Uh, the Richie Norton Show. So Cool. Well, uh, Greg, thanks so much for joining. This has been awesome. Make sure to get in touch with Greg Trimble. A uh, couple ways, gregtrimble.com. Go on LinkedIn, get connected with him there. He is the founder of Lemonade Stand. And make sure to check out this Yala online team management system. Please do. We yeah. would love feedback. We're, we're wanting to make sure it shapes up nicely for marketers and creatives. And so any feedback you have on that, we would love to hear it. That's so great. All right. Thanks for joining us and watch for another episode of the Marketing Trust on iTunes and now Spotify. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much, Adam.